Please listen carefully. Salutations, toppers, and welcome to episode 43 of the Turn of Phrases podcast. This episode is dropping on April 16th, which happens to be Wear Your Pajamas to Work Day. Since I can't participate in this holiday that really needs to be celebrated more, I thought I'd do a pajama-slash-bed-slash-sleep kind of theme for today, as my own little bit of celebration. Before we get started, just a quick reminder that I now have a Patreon, so if you want bonus stuff, check it out. I'll put a link in the show notes. But for now, get tucked in and relax as we pull back the covers on today's phrases, origins, history, and more. To begin, what exactly are pajamas? Most people, when they hear the word pajamas, probably think of comfy, typically loose-fitting clothing that's brightly colored or have fun patterns on them. I suppose a better question would be, why are pajamas a thing at all? Where did these outfits made specifically for sleeping come from? The etymology of the word comes from the Persian words pay, which means leg, and jama, which means garment. I probably didn't say those right, but that is what they mean. Anyway, pajamas began as leg garments. However, there's a lot of different kinds of clothing that you can wear on your legs, so there's more to the story about how we ended up with comfy pants and nightgowns to sleep in. The word itself got started in India, and it was the British colonists that led to the next step in the pajama evolution. Folks in England had been wearing what they called lounging attire since the 17th century, and their influence on the Western world in the Victorian era included the rise in popularity for these comfy articles of clothing. Now that we know where pajamas got their start, let's meet the Sandman. There's a lot of different names for that stuff in the corner of your eyes when you wake up. Some people call it having sleep in your eyes. Some just call it crust, crud, or gunk. My personal favorite is eye boogers. It's a perfectly normal thing to wake up to, because stuff like mucus, tears, dust, and skin cells get in your eyes all day, but you normally blink it all out. While sleeping, you don't blink, so it settles into the corners of your eyes to await removal upon the morning. But did you know that according to legend, these little bits of non-blinking residue are actually sand? Apparently, this phenomenon has nothing to do with the natural processes of the body but instead has everything to do with the Sandman. Why is there a guy throwing sand in your eyes while you sleep? Well, it's to help you dream. The legend of the Sandman goes back to at least ancient Greece, or rather, the legend shares aspects with the ancient Greek god of dreams, Morpheus. Every night, Morpheus would come up out of the underworld to influence humans by giving them prophetic dreams. In the 18th century, Morpheus morphed into more of a demon, so really, he wasn't any better than before. But at that point, his nightly trips to put spells on children were more about separating the good kids from the bad. A quick disclaimer for the adult toppers. The description I'm about to read could be potentially scary for some little toppers. You might want to listen ahead for a moment, just to be sure. Good children went right to sleep under his spell. 
but bad children who tried to resist the effects of the magic dust he used faced horrific consequences, from mutilation to a lifetime of torture-filled nightmares, and even death. As the protagonist of the story became more about the Sandman and less about Morpheus, the reason for the late-night visits became more about the parents having the help they needed. Yes, in old-timey times, parents wanted children to get a good night's sleep so they'd be well-rested for helping out around the house. They would tell their little choremongers that the Sandman visited kids at night, and only the good ones would survive. For kids who didn't believe in a nightly dream-bringer, the parents would point out the gritty, sand-like substance in the corners of their eyes each morning as proof that he had visited them. By the time Hans Christian Andersen got a hold of the character in 1841, he portrayed him as a much less terrifying fellow whose name I can't pronounce. His first name was Ole, and his last name was L-U-K-O with a slash through it, J-E. <laughs> I don't even know how to begin to say that. Anyway, however you pronounce his name, here's how Anderson described the Sandman and how he fulfilled his duties. Quote, in the evening, while the children are seated at the table or in their little chairs, he comes up the stairs very softly, for he walks in his socks. Then he opens the doors without the slightest noise and throws a small quantity of very fine dust in their eyes, just enough to prevent them from keeping them open, and so they do not see him. Then he creeps behind them and blows softly upon their necks till their heads begin to droop. Under each arm he carries an umbrella, one of them with pictures on the inside he spreads over the good children, and then they dream the most beautiful stories the whole night. But the other umbrella has no pictures, and this he holds over the naughty children, so that they sleep heavily and wake in the morning without having dreamed at all. End quote. So if Mr. Sandman brings you a dream, be glad it was him, and not his ancestor of sorts, Morpheus. I think I've put this topic to bed, so let's move on to look at some of the ways that people sleep. Okay, for the next several minutes, I'll be discussing a few phrases that are all connected. You've most likely said or heard someone say that they slept like a baby, or like a rock, or a log, when they slept well. But have you ever heard that someone slept like a top? I hadn't before I began researching for this episode, but apparently... It's the grandfather to all of these phrases. So first, I want to go over sleep like a top, then the other variants, because they all have their own details to discuss. Okay then, so what exactly does it mean to sleep like a top? And to clarify, this is the spinning toy kind of top, which surprised me because how well can you sleep if you're spinning? But this saying does mean to sleep soundly, so let's figure out why. It has to do with how well a toy top spins once it gets going, which is really, really well. Because a top spins so well, it can appear almost as if it's not even moving at all. And it's this perception of stillness that led to the saying. People have been playing with tops since at least around the early to mid-13th century. That's BC, just to clarify. So tops have been spinning for a long time. Even so, it took quite some time before this saying was written down in an idiomatic sense. This is yet another saying that seems to have been written down first by William Shakespeare, 
and it was in his 1613 play, The Two Noble Kinsmen. The play was co-written by John Fletcher, another English playwright, so I guess there's no way to know which man technically wrote it down first, but here's what was said. Quote, Oh, for a prick now, like a nightingale, to put my breast against, I shall sleep like a top else. End quote. This was referring to the old-timey times belief that a nightingale leaned against a thorn all night so the pain would keep it awake to sing. The jailer's daughter, the otherwise unnamed character who said the line, wanted to stay awake and wished she had a thorn to lean against, otherwise she'd fall asleep like a top, also known as sleeping soundly. Moving on a bit, many people use objects like logs or rocks to describe how well they slept. But since rocks and logs don't require sleep, why do we compare good sleep to them? Well, basically because they don't ever move. At least, not on their own. Since logs and rocks are so good at being still, the idiomatic imagery of being so still while sleeping, rather than tossing and turning about restlessly, is a type of sleep most people would be happy to have. There's really not anything more to these similar sayings. It's a fairly straightforward progression from the seemingly still top to the actually still log or rock. Now, the other main variation of this saying is one that has long confounded me. I'm talking about sleeping like a baby. Is it just me, or does this saying seem counterintuitive? Babies wake up an awful lot. And so how can this type of sleep be related to a good night of slumber? Well, it turns out it has nothing to do with how long babies sleep, but rather how they sleep, which is, in general, peacefully. Since babies don't have much to be worried about yet, they don't have the annoying subconscious worries as they sleep that we tend to have as we get older. It's this carefree, unburdened type of sleep that the saying refers to, not the amount of sleep. So a night of sleeping like a baby doesn't mean you wake up a lot although I guess you could technically use it that way to describe a bad night of sleep. But using it as most people do, to say it was a good night of sleep, is because you wake up feeling refreshed and at peace after a worry-free night of staring at the back of your eyelids. Now, if I haven't put you to sleep yet, then it's time for today's metaphorical moment. It's just a metaphor, dude. It's a metaphor. Curious metaphor. A metaphor. That's just a metaphor. Today's metaphor or should I say tonight's metaphor, is night owl. This is a phrase used to describe someone who's active late at night. Now, this one's pretty straightforward. I mean, owls are nocturnal and therefore more active at night. But what you may not know, and I didn't know, is that this phrase didn't start with owls. It has a predecessor, which was night hawk. So what is a night hawk? Well, while it is a nocturnal hawk, it's not just a hawk that stays up late. A night hawk is an actual type of bird. A night hawk is part of the night jar family of birds, which is much easier to say than the Latin name for the species. Anyway, night jars are medium-sized birds who prey mostly on large insects. Night hawks specifically have long wings but short legs and bills. Now, before you go start calling people night hawks instead of night owls, be warned, don't call them night hawkers. Because apparently, adding that ER to the end of the word changes this from a term about regular late night folks 
to one about someone who illegally metal detects at night to remove artifacts from archaeological sites. That's quite a different late-night activity than streaming TV or listening to some podcasts or even going out to the club. All right, let me bring this all back in because I feel like I'm starting to drift into ramble mode. What we have here is a literal thing, a bird that stays up late, used to describe a person doing a similar action. As far as first known figurative use in writing, this one also goes to the bard. Shakespeare used it in a poem in 1594. The poem's name isn't exactly family-friendly, and at the risk of saying something that could be a trigger word for some toppers, I'll just say that the poem was about a woman named Lucrece, and it wasn't a happy poem. While the title of the poem isn't truly pertinent to the metaphor, if you really want to know the name, just Google Shakespeare 1594 poem. It'll come up, and in case you want to search with her name, too, it's spelled L-U-C-R-E-C-E. Some people may think I'm being too cautious, but this is a family-friendly podcast, and I don't want to say things that could be harmful if I don't have to. Okay, disclaimer, soapbox, whatever, over. Let's move on to what Billy said. He's talking about a man being up late, and wrote, quote, This said, his guilty hand plucked up the latch, and with his knee the door he opens wide. The dove sleeps fast that this night owl will catch. Thus treason works ere traitors be espied. End quote. So, while owls have been around a bit longer than the saying has, the saying's still been around for a good long while. And now, it's time to go to the book for today's familiar quotation. Okay, toppers, I've got the book here open to a section of Lawrence Hope's works. Except, Lawrence Hope is in quotes, and underneath it it says... Adela Florence Corey Nicholson, so I'm guessing Lawrence Hope was a pen name. Anyway, we'll just go with Lawrence Hope. This is in a work called Less Than the Dust, and what was written is, Less than the dust beneath thy chariot wheel, less than the rust that never stained thy sword. Okay, that's actually a pretty sick burn. <laughs> I like it. Thank you, Hope, for today's super sick burn and... Familiar quotation. That's going to do it for episode 43. Thank you for lending me your ears today to turn some phrases. As I always do, I hope you enjoyed the episode and that you learned something along the way. You can connect with me and fellow language lovers on Twitter and Facebook. Just look up Turn of Phrases on either site, or go to turnofphrases.com for links and more information. If you want to send me a message or topic suggestions, you can email me, which is brisky at turnofphrases.com, or use my website's contact form. My website also has details about all the music I use in the show. If you had a good time listening today, please consider subscribing or leaving a rating and review. Also, if you know someone who'd enjoy the show, please tell them about it to help spread the word. Thanks again for listening to the Turn of Phrases podcast, researched, written, hosted, and produced by me, Brisky. Until next time, toppers, good night, sleep tight, and don't let the bedbugs bite. Toodaloo.
And now... This is... Let me rephrase. Whose name I cannot pronounce. I think it's Ole... No. How the heck would you say that? He called him Ole Lutko. No, you know what? <laughs> I don't even know how. Just enough to prevent them from keeping them open. And... Ooh. I think I just said Nightingale and then Nightingale. Oh, for a prick now, like a Nightingale. Like a Nightingale. Nightingale. Oh, for a prick now, like a Nightingale. Like a Nightingale. Like a night. Ah! Why can't I say this? The jailer's daughter. <laughs> the jailer's daughter. Otherwise. <laughs> jailer. Jailer. Just Google Shakespeare 1954. Nope, that's the wrong year. 